thanks. Be order breakfast at the McDonald's drive-thru. Tell yourself you'll wait to eat it at work, but it smells way too good. So you eat it right there in the McDonald's parking lot meal. There's a meal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, get any size iced coffee for 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with your favorite breakfast sandwich or one of our tasty bakery treats. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Ghost in the Night with Phil Sams. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 83 of Ghost in the Night, a hauntings and paranormal podcast. I'm Phil Sams. Thank you for taking the time to check out this podcast. Now, tonight we're going to talk about something I was going to talk about last week, and I've kind of been on the fence whether or not I even wanted to talk about it, but since I mentioned it last week, I wanted to kind of throw it in last week, but ran out of time, so that is Energy Vampires. I want to kind of discuss it, what it is, what I think about it, and then we might even get into a little bit of uh, some conspiracy talk. I don't do a lot of uh, conspiracy-type stuff here on the podcast, but with the uh, situations or which with the with the things going on in the world today there is stuff, something definitely going on you know i don't know what that is but it just seems like we're going to hell in a handbasket um tensions are high and so i thought it would be a great time to kind of talk conspiracies i'm not that everything's going on is a conspiracy i'm not a real big conspiracy guy but we will dive in a little bit into that a little bit later in the episode as always, I, I live stream these episodes every week on Wednesdays at 10 o'clock. So if you're listening to this and you want to join in, join me at 10 o'clock on Wednesdays at facebook.com slash ghost of the night. And feel free to chime in and voice your opinion on the comment section or however you want to do it. But we also are available on all podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, you name it, we pretty much have it. So let's just go ahead and dive into the Energy Vampire Talk, and we will go from there. Now, Energy Vampires, this being a paranormal podcast, you know, I dive into some strange shit that not everybody agrees with, not everybody is a believer. There are a lot of skeptical people out there that don't buy anything that I say or any of these theories that. I talk about or other people discuss on their podcast or in these shows or whatever, there's a lot of freaky stuff going on and not everybody buys it. Energy vampires is one of those things for me. I love, and I mean love a good vampire story. I much rather watch a vampire movie than this zombie stupid shit that is, has been kind of the craze for the past couple of years or I guess 10 years with The Walking Dead and things like that. When it comes to supernatural monsters or supernatural beings to really drive um, a nail in the heart when it comes to scaring somebody or giving you the creeps or keeping you up at night, I think vampires are the perfect monster, essentially. And that's, through lore, that's what they are. They are monsters. They, the most common form of vampire is you know the blood-sucking immortal vampires that come out at night and prey on the living 
it's a fascinating concept. It's an interesting storyline, and I enjoy reading those kind of things. I've read all the Anne Rice novels. I've never really seen a vampire movie I wasn't quite interested in, but it's fascinating. Now, naturally, with the popularity of the paranormal and the popularity of the vampire movies, we were going to combine these two. Now, this isn't about regular vampires. This is about energy vampires or psychic vampires or whatever you want to call it. It didn't take long for people to start talking about energy vampires. And basically, this is kind of the same concept, except without the superpowers or the maybe the immortality aspect of the legend. But basically, they drain your energy. They survive and they thrive with your energy, so they are stealing or sucking your energy from you. Now, this is a little bit more plausible, I guess would be a good way to put it, than the creatures that bite your neck or whatever. And, uh, I, you know, this, it was a natural leap because it is a little bit more believable. It is possibly more common. And I think there is some, a good reason for this, actually, if, and I'm going to dive into that, why I think this is, there is something to it, but I'm not, when it comes to energy vampires or psychic vampires, I don't buy the fact that, excuse me, that there are people out there knowingly trying to drain you of your life force. I don't think there are monsters out there. And here's why. We as human beings rely on energy. Have you, you know, a lot of, when you, if you go on a dive of the energy vampires on YouTube, you will hear all kinds of stories. And, you know, you'll hear the typical, you know, somebody was always sick. They were, they were always run down. And they blame it on an energy vampire that maybe somebody or somebody left their life and they mysteriously or miraculously got better. Okay, one hell of a coincidence in my opinion. I'm not buying it to the effect of that. However, if you continue that deep dive on YouTube or any kind of energy vampire wormhole there, you will you'll naturally come to people talking about how a narcissist is an energy vampire. They just suck the energy right out of you. And these type of people are draining. And that I agree with. I definitely think there are people out there that thrive on your energy. And narcissists get the props for the most part. They get the blame for the most part in these more rational people who are thinking and talking about the energy vampire phenomenon. However, I have a little bit different take on it. Yes, I do buy the narcissist version of it, but like I said earlier, I think we all react, we all feed on some sort of energy. Now, everybody's heard of the term introvert or extrovert. You know, and basically most people relate those those two terms to somebody who is outgoing, being an extrovert, and people who are shy, being an introvert. And that can be the case in certain aspects of life, but it's not a general rule. Just because you are shy doesn't mean you're an introvert, doesn't mean there's more to that than what most people realize. 
they think of it in terms of outgoing or shyness. And really what that means, it, those two terms, they mean they're complete polar opposites of each other. An introvert is somebody who recharges their battery by being alone or, you know, not being around people. They do find being in crowds exhausting. Um, an extro extrovert, extrovert, if I could speak tonight, basically means somebody who thrives in public situations, who likes being around people. They seem to gain more energy around people. Now, in terms of energy vampire, I think an extrovert is really what people are thinking is an energy vampire. It fits better. The term fits better with those type of people. But like I said, an introvert doesn't mean somebody's shy. I'm basically an introvert. I don't necessarily like being in big crowds. I find being in big crowds, when I am in big crowds, I find myself, the longer I'm there, I'm un uncomfortable. I like being alone at times. I like to sometimes just sit in my own thoughts by myself. That's why I love driving so much. When I'm driving to work or just driving somewhere, I could just get in a car and drive. I like being alone. It energizes me to be alone. I can be in my own thoughts. I don't need to be around people to feel alive. But, and, and the funny thing is, most celebrities, or not most, but there are a lot of celebrities, a lot of performers, a lot of stand-up comedians, they are actually introverts at heart. They don't necessarily like being the center of attention. And they find it very, when they are performing, they find it very exhausting, and they like to be alone to recharge their batteries. And this, you know, we all interact with people differently. We are always picking up on other people's energies. You know, we've all run into people we just don't like, or we, there's something about them we struggle with, or we just don't feel comfortable around them. That is a good example of how we are reading somebody's energy. We are taking in their energy and we are deciphering their energy. So when you are in those situations and you are with somebody who you might not be that fond of or you've never met and you're kind of uncomfortable, the situation's awkward, you do get drained. Now, is this person actually sucking your energy out of you? Possibly, but I'm not 100% sure. I just think it's a natural reaction. <laughs> wow. I'm really coughing tonight. Let me take a drink. I think it's a natural reaction to what's going on with how we interact with people. And that gets misconstrued as an energy vampire. So, is it a supernatural being? Anything is possible. And I've said this in the past. I don't think there's, you know, evil people out there looking to drain our life force. It's, I could be wrong. These are my theories. I'm not an expert in the field, really. I mean, it's my rational explanation of everything when I take in all this information. And I could probably could do a little bit more research on it. But I just, I don't think worth or it's not that important to me because of how we interact with energy how we read people and people's how people inner feel when they're around people 
Now, me being more introverted and liking and actually preferring to be alone, I feel recharged when I'm alone. Now, does that mean people are sucking my energy? No, it just means I really find being around people exhausting. And I'm not, you know, a fan. I'm not always comfortable. And that wears on you and that drains you. It's not, it might not just, it might not be because people are actually sucking your energy. So I think the, the paranormal craze has really created something. And I think when people are talking about energy vampires, they, they shouldn't use the word vampire because that brings a certain thought in your mind of, you know, Count Dracula or whatever. You know, it makes it a little bit more scary. Yes, it gives it a little bit more punch and maybe gets a little bit more recognition. I just think it's how we interact with people. And I think everybody, it's 50-50. There's two types of people, people who like being around people and feed off other people's energy. And the other side of the coin is people who, not, I hate, aren't loners. They just, they feel more comfortable. They energize themselves when they are alone. And then they move out into the world and interact. I think that's what it really is. And just by labeling it vampire makes it scary, makes it creepy. So now it's dived, it's made a dive into the paranormal world or the supernatural world. And I think it's really not that important. Now, that is pretty much all I have to say about energy vampires. Like I said, I wasn't even going to bring it up. I was just going to bypass it all together. But since I mentioned it last week and said I'd do an episode on it, I figure I'd just go ahead and get it out of the way and, you know, talk about it since I said I would. I want to be a man of my word on this. If you have a different opinion or you want to share your experience, maybe you've come across somebody who you feel was sucking your energy, let me know. Send me an email at gitmpodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your story, maybe even have you on, or at least share your story. I hope, I mean, it looks like we got some people in the uh, live stream now, so thank you for everybody's coming in. I hope, you know, you know, if you have a story, go ahead and share it, share it with me, and I, you know, I'll talk about it. And if you can change your mind, I'm not set in stone in my thinking on this topic. I'm okay. I can you can change my mind. If you have proof or you have a story that you think are you know, you've come across one or you have evidence of somebody being one, share it with me. I'd love to hear it. Or even better, if you have a a story about a real vampire, I'd love to hear that too. I would find that a lot more interesting than energy vampire or psychic vampire vampire or whatever. I would definitely find that a lot more interesting. But if you have a story, go ahead and share it with me. Now, let's go ahead and dive into conspiracies. I don't really talk about conspiracies that much on this podcast because it's not really a conspiracy show. Plus, you know, I just, you know, I'm not a big conspiracy guy. Not you people, you know, say, well, that's good. But I'm not a big conspiracy guy for one reason. I really don't buy the whole conspiracy thing because I think there are no conspiracies. I think there, I've always preached to, Anybody that would listen to my kids, to, you know, everybody. I believe there's two sides to every story. And the truth is never on one side. The truth's always in the middle. So even some of the weirdest conspiracies 
probably have a little bit of truth in weaved in there somewhere just like urban legends they got to start from somewhere and the truth is truly in the middle and i think that's the same with conspiracies i mean the grandfather of the, of them all was the jfk assassination it's been done a trillion times and there's no doubt that oswald shot you know kennedy however the question is did he act alone who knew about it did somebody plan it you know was he a, i don't buy that he was a patsy i think he pulled the trigger now the real conspiracy or the real question is who put him up to it or who or, or who aided him in this the assassination that's where the conspiracy lies now you'll get many versions of it i mean it's a fascinating story and just not for the mere fact of the historical reason of a president getting shot or assassinated but just it's weird how there's a lot of crazy things going on at the time um there's when you when you talk about murder or any kind of crime especially murder there has to be a motive and there was a shit ton of people who had motive to get kennedy out of the picture and even his brother you had the cia you had the mob i mean the cia the kennedys were looking to get rid of the cia and CIA basically was wanted to do a false flag to get into Cuba by shooting down an airliner and blaming Cuba. That way we would invade. And Kennedy's looked at him and said, what the hell are you talking about? That's stupid. That's crazy. That's illegal. That's murder. So they were looking to disband the CIA. So naturally the CIA had their reasons for getting them out. Now, did they act on that? Don't know. But they had the motive. The mob had the motive to get rid of Kennedy. The mob got him elected. They, they did a lot to help aid in his election. And then once he got elected, naturally his brother was attorney general. They turned on the, the mob and went after them. So naturally they were pissed. So they had a motive. Naturally the Russians had a motive to do everything. So there's so much more of the story. I mean, and there's some weird stuff. Why was uh, Ruby, was he that much of a patriot to want to kill the man who killed Kennedy? Maybe, but he also had mob ties. So, I mean, there's so many different theories and different, it's a complex story. Now, is it a true conspiracy? I don't think so, because we know you got shot. We know... Lee Harvey Oswald did it and that's it we just don't know all the players of the game and that's where the conspiracy lies in and unfortunately the government didn't help themselves with the Warren Commission I mean the one piece of evidence you know you can talk about back into the left and all that all that there's a lot of evidence that doesn't make sense I mean I've shot guns I've hit targets I've hit wood I've hit you know, things with a seen a bullet fragment and the fact that they found the bullet on the bed, it looked pristine. Okay, bullets, when they ricochet off bone or whatever and, you know, the magic bullet theory, they, you know, it's not going to look like that. So was that placed there? I don't know. Don't know. I just know there's more of the story and we're not getting the whole story and we'll never get the whole story. 
So, you know, that is the granddaddy of, of them all. And when it comes to conspiracies, I know the government does some shady shit. CIA does some shady shit. I mean, we can talk about MKUltra. We could talk about Operation Climax, you know, where they were dosing Johns with LSD to study them. And naturally, MKUltra was, you know, trying to get people to forget memories or do something like a Manchurian candidate. And those, they were actually doing, they had doctors working on this. So they do some shady shit. It, there's no doubt about it. And it doesn't get any more shadier than wanting to shoot down an airliner as a false flag to get support to go into another country or to invade another country, which they wanted to do. It's documented. You can, you can find it. But, and also, don't forget the Harvard experiments, which basically was an interrogation experiment to see how far they could push somebody, which, let's be honest, created the Unabomber. So, their government does some shady shit. Now, do they, in their minds, are doing it for the right reasons? For national security? Whatever. And the government lies to us. We know that for a fact. So, it is a hotbed for possible conspiracies. Now, it doesn't mean every conspiracy is true. 100% true. There might be some little nuggets in there. And that is why I'm not a big conspiracy guy. Nothing surprises me. I don't really, I see a lot of it, you know, I see a lot of stuff. I say, okay, that's kind of funny. You know, I know there's more at play than what we are told, what we are aware of. And with society today, it does seem like if you sit back and watch what's going on in the world, you know, it does seem like there is some kind of force, whether that be a branch of the government or a higher power, trying to keep us at odds and keep us arguing with our, with each other and keeping us divided. Why? I mean, maybe this is just one hell of a bad year. And a lot of things that need needed to be addressed are getting addressed. It's very possible. Or maybe they're trying to divide us and keep us occupied thinking about and worrying about and doing other things so they can, it's classic misdirection where we don't, we're not seeing what's actually going on. That's possible. I don't know. I mean, this is a crazy time and I don't want to get political and I'm not going to give my political views. I just know it's crazy and I hope nothing nefarious is going on or anything like that. But when it comes to conspiracies, you have to keep an open mind because the government does some shady, shady shit. And what really opened my mind to, you know, I've read two books here lately that were basically, you know, conspiracy, they ended up being conspiracy uh, books. Um, the first one was, let me, Bitten by Chris Newby. And that is a book about Lyme disease. And basically, the book, just to give a quick synopsis, a synopsis of it, Lyme disease, or a version of the Lyme disease, I should say, and that ticks spread, you know, when you get bit by a tick, it's possible that you could get Lyme disease. I know people with Lyme disease. That that was a biological weapon created. They, you, they basically 
turn ticks into, we're trying to turn insects or ticks into a weapon. And somehow there was, or there's rumored to be some sort of installation in Lyme, Rhode Island, I believe it was, that was doing these experiments. And something happened, it got out. Kind of sounds familiar a little bit, doesn't it? And it spread, and people are getting sick. I mean, there is a reason. Is it that complex of a disease that, you know, doctors don't really, didn't don't know a lot about it. They don't seem to be putting a lot of effort into research about it. And Lyme disease screws with you. I mean, it's, if you know somebody that has Lyme disease, there's different versions of it, but they really, it can mess with you. And it's a miserable existence. Now, would it surprise you if the government was trying to weaponize something like ticks to spread in on the battlefield or whatever or into a society to do something? It makes sense. I mean, it's not out of the realm, realm of possibility. I, you can't say that. And then this, I mean, she, well, let me continue. She actually has a scientist who worked on it, who is, I believe, passed away. And it's basically based around him. And he confirms this is what they did. He was one of the chief scientists on this. And the government was trying to do this. I mean, that's just to the mere fact that the government was trying to, if they did do this, if is if this is true, if the government was actually going to try to weaponize an animal, a tick, which you can't control, how far would they go? I mean, that's crazy. That is ludicrous that they would actually do that. But apparently there's evidence that they did. So, you know, you have to take that into account. If they shoot down a, a, a jetliner or stage an attack on a Navy vessel to get us into Vietnam, the Vietnam War, who knows? I mean, who knows? I don't know where to begin or where to end on all this. So, but there's another book, which is a fascinating book and I highly recommend it. And I didn't even know it was going to connect some dots when I first, you know, started reading the book. But that is Chaos by Tom O'Neill, thank you. Let me double check that. Yeah, Chaos by, uh, yeah, Tom O'Neill. What a memory. And that is about the Manson family. Now, this is, you know, I was just kind of curious about the Manson family and Charlie Manson and reading his story or this person's account of his story. And what's fascinating about this book, and I've seen some interviews since I've read it, that this was, he started this project to do on one of the anniversaries of the uh, Tate murders. And the more he dove into it, the more questions he had and he couldn't find answers. And there was something going on there. And he worked on this for 20 freaking years. Naturally, the uh, he got in some trouble with the magazine that actually originally hired him to do the uh, article. But he just couldn't let it go. And he had to unpeel all these layers and see where it took him. And basically, just to kind of summarize, 
you know, there was some weird stuff going on with Manson that could relate or could be traced back to, we guessed it, the CIA. And were they doing tests on prisoners in the federal penitentiary where Charlie Manson was and then he got out, I forget exactly what year, it was two years before the Tate murders. And in two years, he built this cult and basically turned them into, and got them to commit the murders. And it's a fascinating read because, you know, he's connecting a lot of dots and there's a lot of strange things that happened in those, just think about two years, that's a blink of an eye, really, in, you know, the history of everything. And now it's not a long time because, you know, two years goes by really quick. And he got out of jail and accomplished all this and got these devoted followers to do his bidding in two years. And, you know, there's links to, like I said, the uh, prison system. They, you know, did they teach him how to brainwash somebody? It kind of goes back to the MK Ultra experiments. Did they, you know, naturally teach him how to use LSD to get people to seduce them into doing these things? I mean, there's so much to this story. And what's really fascinating, what makes me think that uh, um, there's something going on there is because, if you know, when you come out of prison, you're on parole. He broke parole multiple times, and they never sent him back to prison. They just, almost like somebody's watching, you know, watching over him and interfered and said, this is above your pay grade kind of thing, and just let him go. You have to read the book. There's other aspects to it the how the uh prosecuting attorney handled the situation i mean but there's definitely something going on so did the cia create charlie manson did they cause the tape murders and there's more bodies on charlie's conscious than most people know i mean you know did he actually he actually killed people he did wasn't there supposedly for, you know, the tape murders and the other murders. But there's evidence and reports that maybe he was there afterwards. So I don't know. But it's definitely worth reading. It's definitely you know, I'm not getting paid to do it. And uh so I don't know. I mean, but there's definitely a connection to that. Now that is an an interesting conspiracy. That the government would actually in these secret programs create a murderer create somebody that would do these things or teach somebody how to basically brainwash people or in the, like the Unabomber's case break them down so badly in their interrogations and break them you know mentally they go off the deep end I mean what's to say some of these you know there isn't shadow government i don't know that's you know so i don't like to deep dive too deep into the conspiracy world i mean you can get into you know the whole illuminati thing and i mean i don't know the whole one world government you know and some other ones that i don't even want to mention because heaven forbid you mention some of them and you will get banned from social media or at least get shadow banned 
So I don't know when it comes to conspiracies. I mean, it's really interesting that, and very plausible. I think there's some truth to some of it, and possibly there's more going on than meets the eye. So, but definitely, I think something. It almost it appears that they're keeping us, you know, at each other's throats, or maybe we're just stupid, stupid, stupid creatures that don't know any better. And we are always going to be stupid. We're always going to make dumb decisions. And we, this whole utopia concept, you know, where everybody gets along, everybody love, loves each other, will never happen because we're not wired that way. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not going to dive into conspiracy theories that much. Um, if something paranormal-wise pops up with conspiracies, like I did do a remote viewing episode not too long ago, where the, definitely the government has um, spent money on paranormal or supernatural experiments, remote viewing being one. I'm going to do a little bit more research and see what else maybe we can turn up. You know, there's always the whole UFO situation. What are they keeping there? Or are they keeping anything? Is this just crazy talk? I don't know. I don't have the answers. But it's it's really interesting. and. I, you know, I'm, I might do another one of those episodes in the near future, especially UFO. I think uh, that needs to be talked about a little bit more. But So I'm not going to do too many more conspiracy episodes. It's just not really what I do here, but I just wanted to talk about because the climate in today's society really has you thinking. It almost seems like somebody or something is pushing some buttons to keep, you know, we're heading in in a bad direction. You know, I don't know. It's just, it's almost disheartening. It's frustrating to be on social media, watch the news. I mean, there's definitely the biggest conspiracy is the news. I mean, it's so doom and gloom. You never hear hardly good stories. I mean, why would anybody watch even watch the news anymore? So, but you have to stay up to date and you have to, kind of do, you know, get your information from somewhere. I mean, you can't get it from Facebook or Twitter or whatever because, you know, God only knows what you're getting. But, you know, the big problem that I see, and I'll, you know, I'll be on my soapbox here for just a minute and I'll, you know, then we'll wrap this podcast up, is, you know, before you jump the gun or just because you read a headline, you don't, you don't know the whole story. You don't, you didn't do the research. You didn't under, you don't know what's going on. You just saw a headline and then all of a sudden you, it enraged you or made you happy or it caused some sort of emotion and you immediately share with some sort of post or whatever with your opinion. Before you share that post, before you, you know, read a headline, and get pissed off. A, read that article, because there's a thing called clickbait. You people need to learn it. Just because a headline says something does not mean that's what the freaking article's about. And if you do read the article and you have a valid opinion on it and it does invoke rage in you, okay, fine, you can share it, but I strongly recommend you get all the facts. Look at the other side of the coin. 
get both sides of the story before you jump the gun. If you agree with something or you don't agree with something, you look at the counter argument and then make an informed decision. And nobody makes an informed decision anymore. They just are make a snap judgment of what of a headline they see. And that's what's wrong with the country. And you have to blame social media for that. You have to. If you, you know, Facebook's bad about, you know, they put stuff on it that's going to get people to react. And most often it's in a negative way. And Twitter's even worse. I mean, you can, if you could spend all day in Twitter arguments and, you know, it's just a pain in the ass. So, but everybody needs my, if you watch Fox, fine, but watch Fox and then watch CNN or whatever, the other ABC Night News or whatever. You need to get both sides, not to make it political, but you need to get the conservative side and the liberal side. And then make an informed decision. And the same thing with the paranormal. You just can't... I'm going to tie this into the paranormal just since since it's a paranormal podcast. You just can't say, that's a ghost or that's a spirit or that's a demon. You have to look at all sides of it. What's causing it? What does it make? How is it interacting with the environment? You have to get all the information and then make a rational decision. Like the energy vampire portion of this podcast. I don't know the answer. I don't think it's a real thing. I'm, I think there's, it is a real thing to a certain extent, but it's not an energy vampire, something sucking the energy out of you. It's just how we read and how we interact with each other. So I don't know. I may be wrong on that. I'm not a scientist by any stretch of any freaking imagination. So I don't know. That's just my thoughts. I know this wasn't the greatest paranormal episode I've ever done, but I just, wanted to get that out there um don't forget i do these live on facebook at facebook.com slash ghost of the night follow me on twitter at night underscore ghost um definitely follow the youtube channel just at ghost of the night that i do videos for all these um episodes um i generally try to uh put the live stream video up but like last week something went haywire and i apologize for anybody that was at last week's episode um apparently it just kind of went out and i knew it kind of went out during while i was doing it but the video is up and it's kind of weird the live stream went down but the whole thing is up you can still see it so i don't think it went down this time so i don't know we'll see but i apologize for that so i'm going to continue to do these on wednesday um, hopefully I can get some more guests on, so you just don't have to listen to me ramble on about stupid shit like I did tonight. So, follow me on YouTube, follow me on Twitter at night underscore ghost, subscribe to the podcast or follow the podcast however you take in your podcast. If you listen to it at work or on your drive, just do me a favor and follow it, so maybe uh, it'll bump us up in the uh, search results a little bit, because there's so many podcasts these days. I think that's going to wrap it up. Um, don't know exactly what I'm going to talk about next week. Um, I'm kind of leaning toward the topic of Nazis in space. I know. Uh, just saying it kind of 
makes it seem a little weird. Um, but I read another book that kind of talked about that, and it's, trust me, that shit is out there, way out there. So I said I was going to go a little bit more to the, or do a alien-type episode here in the near future, and I think next week is going to be it. So look for Nazis in Space next week on Ghosts of the Night, a Hauntings and Paranormal podcast. So that's going to wrap up this episode. Thank you for those people who checked into the live stream. You can do that every Wednesday at 10 o'clock. And then I run a week behind, so this week will be next week. Confusing, I know. But you get a, if you check out the live stream, you get early access to the podcast episode. So that's how that works. And if you have a question, you can leave a question in the comments or send me an email at gitmpodcast at gmail.com check out the website at ghostinthenightpodcast.com that's going to wrap it up so until next week take care everybody Burner burns so bright. South! Jamie? Southeast Asian Peninsula! Hey, hey, Jamie? Yes? I think the only line we need from you today is drivers who switch to progressive could say big. Cool. I just gotta finish my warm ups. <clears throat> foul, foul, throw in the towel. History, history. Switch history, to progressive history. today. Santa ski slalom in a salmon skin suit. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Introducing touch free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber, signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal.